Welcome to the Inspired Writing Podcast. I'm your host, Beth Lauren Parrish. In this podcast, I'd love to talk to you about preparing for success. There are many ways to think about preparing. So let's just take a typical day where you're going to go ride your horse. For me, I take into account how I'm feeling, what the weather's like, and of course, how my horse has been feeling in general. So let's say I wake up and the weather looks halfway decent. Right now we're in South Georgia, so it can be pretty muggy. (laughs) So I usually have to see, okay, I walk outside, I go to feed, Okay, I think this is tolerable enough. I think I can ride my pony today. So after I'm done feeding, I go inside and I prepare by getting my most comfortable riding clothes possible for the heat. And then I have a little bite to eat and make sure I've had enough water to drink. And then besides just my body needs, I check in with my inner guidance. So that might mean I pull out my journal and I just start writing about how I want to approach the day, what are things to focus on. And then I get quiet and breathe into my heart and I tune in with my pony and I ask him what he'd like to do for the day. Now you might think, well, most horses, most ponies, they just want to hang out and eat. But I phrase it in such a way that I ask, okay, I'm going to ride you today. We're going to have a nice little workout. What do you think we should focus on? And then usually I get some really clear, but very short answers. Like today he said, I would like you to massage my neck again. And I'd like to do some quick, short bursts of trotting. So I thought, well, that sounds good. That's definitely within reason. (laughs) So what I do then is I pull out my journal, which is the companion journal for inspired riders. And it has all these sections in it to help you set up for success. So the first section is just writing down your goals. And then the next are mantras or ideas that you'd like to focus on. And then you can write down three things you appreciate right then in the moment, and it can be anything. And then the next part is power tools to implement. And what do I mean by power tools? So I've got these power tools written in this journal And they're basically what I teach all of my students. One of them, one of the most major ones that I think is most important is grounding. A lot of times when people go to ride, they're just really not in their bodies. And they're either thinking about other things or they're having a little bit of anxiety. And they literally are just floating away from their bodies and not being present. So the best way to ground is is to basically just start breathing a little deeper and wiggle your toes. And especially if you're about to ride, you can wiggle your toes and your boots and just remind yourself you're in your body. And you can even say to yourself, I am grounded and I am connected to the earth. So that's one really beautiful way to connect and ground. Another thing I love is heart breathing. You'll hear that in the um, Heart Math Institute. If you basically just start breathing into your heart center, that's going to bring you into your heart-mind coherence, and that will actually help your whole essence just feel more loving. And of course, that's going to help you with your riding. 
So you can just place your hand on your heart and just breathe deeper in that area. You can imagine your heart expanding and connecting to your horse's heart. And then one of my favorite things is, of course, the mounting block ritual. I know I've mentioned it before, but I'll go ahead and tell you again. What you do is when you're on the mounting block, you then place one hand on your horse's withers and the other hand behind the saddle. You breathe, ground again, wiggle your toes if you need to, and send love and appreciation to your horse. And then in that moment, you can visualize a wonderful ride and connect with the feeling of a successful ride. So even if you don't feel like you know exactly what you're going to be doing for the ride, just like get that feeling going like, oh my gosh, that was the best ride ever. You know that feeling. I'm sure you do. (laughs) So just get that feeling before you ride and then thank your horse as if the ride is already over. So just get that wave of appreciation like, oh my gosh, this feels awesome. And so that will set you up for success just in itself. So if you forget everything else about this podcast, just remember to do the mounting block ritual. So a hand on the withers, a hand behind the saddle, breathe, send love and appreciation, and imagine as if the ride has already been done and it was awesome. So the more you appreciate and take these few extra moments for you and your horse, you're going to create profound changes in your relationship. And there's a bunch of others, but um, I can definitely guide you towards this journal if you're interested in learning more. And the other part that I really love (laughs) is basically you you circle whatever you feel in the moment. So it has a section that says, how am I feeling right now? Circle one. So one says, not my best. Another one says neutral. Another one says good. And another one says amazing. And then right right underneath that, it says, ask your inner guidance what you need in the moment. And so that's just another way to check in and get a really specific phrase or idea for yourself. And then at the top on the next section, it asks you to just list your horse's name, the weather conditions, any changes to note, like if they had different feed or maybe some body work or or some time off. And then one of the most important sentences is, did you ask your horse what they felt like doing? So like I mentioned before, I asked Pepper this morning what he wanted to do, and he was like, I want to do little chops, but make sure you massage my neck. (laughs) So we actually did that today, and it was really fun. And some of the other things I do, like when I'm going to go get my horse or pony and get them ready for a ride, I really take my time and connect with them while I'm walking over to the tiring. And if they have a moment of hesitation, I just kind of look at them and send them love and say, you know what, I don't always want to get off the couch and go to the gym either so (laughs) I kind of relate to them in that sense like because sometimes they're just like really do I have to work and they're just like us in that sense you know they'd rather just hang out and eat and you know I love hanging out watching Netflix having snacks but it's also really good to get in the gym so you start to feel better in your body and then you can be more proud of yourself and sure enough once you're done with your ride almost Nine times out of ten, my horses are feeling really good and going, oh, that was great. I'm glad you convinced me to do that. So I just wanted to plant that seed for you. So if you have a moment where your horse is really hesitating, just just get right to their level and say, you know what, I totally get it. And you can even say it out loud, like, hey, I know you're not feeling it right now, and I'm going to do my best for you. And hopefully we'll be able to get over this hump, and we'll have a really fun ride, and you're going to be proud of yourself, and you're going to feel really good in your body. So I just wanted to kind of plant that seed for you guys. 
and let you know. You know, some days they're just not going to feel it. And of course, you always want to be aware, like they might actually be having some pain or something might be going on mentally with them. And you'll have to address that. But there are just days where they're just like, eh, I don't know about this. And then you can convince them and they feel great. So, of course, trust your intuition, listen to your horse, and always, always, always slow down and, and really notice what's going on. And that's one of the most beautiful things you can do for your horse is not rush. And speaking of that, so when I go to groom them, I usually take my time and I try to get like every little piece of their body curried really well. So I take a curry comb and I really try to make those really good circles. And I've just found out recently it's a, it's a lost art. I had no idea that not everyone curries their horse. And I just thought that's just the way you do it. I've been taught that way. <laughs> but I found this amazing curry comb. It's actually quite heavy duty and it allows me to get um, pretty deep in there when I do the curry. And Pepper's just loving it and his lips start to twitch and it just feels wonderful to him. And I find certain spots and I love to find the spots where he gets really itchy. And then I'm able to like slow down and just intuitively figure out where he needs to be curried the most. And then once you do that, you have all that hair that you can just flick off with your hard brush. And then, um, of course, he's got the most beautiful thick tail. So I put product in it as much as possible to help keep it from collecting leaves and such out in the woods. So I brush that out really well. And it's so funny. He'll turn and look at me and be like, um, lady, can you hurry up? I'm like, I know. I just want to get it nice for you. <laughs> but he's such a character. I just love the way he looks at me when I'm getting him ready. And then uh, regarding putting his tack on, when I go to put the saddle on and the pad on, I really let him sniff it first. And he's done this thing now where he starts to lick my hand a little bit. It's so cute. He's like, yep, this is my pad. I like it. I approve. So I put it on slowly. Then same with the saddle. I let him sniff it. And then with the girth, when I go to put that on, I start to scratch under his belly again. Get his lips going. He really loves that. So I just take my time and I just make it a more pleasurable thing instead of just like throwing it on. <laughs> like, let's go. Because <laughs> then he would look at me all offended. So I just want you to think about how you can slow down and make it more interesting and more comfortable for your horse in any way possible. And then the last thing I want to tell you is when I go to bridle, I often will rub their face as much as possible if they enjoy that. Some horses don't like that, and some horses don't even want you to mess with them. But some will actually just melt into your chest when you're rubbing them, and it's just the sweetest thing. And some horses even like it when you scratch on the inside of their ears. I used to work with a mare that she would only drop her head for the bit when I'd scratch the inside of her ears. It was really funny because I know some horses don't even let you touch their ears until they really get to know you and they and they have quite the itch and they need help with it. But um, I really love doing stuff like that to just kind of find where they need to have some extra love and attention. And I, I call that rubbing their face, paying the toll before we put the bridle on. And then I've gotten into the habit now where I give Pepper a little tiniest little treat. It's a low sugar, low starch treat. And he'll get it after he gets the bridle on. So now he looks for the bit and he, his mouth goes wide open really fast. Like, come on, hurry up, lady. So we've been playing a little bit with um, positive reinforcement that way. And it's been helping quite a lot. And he loves it. And when I'm riding him now, it's just wonderful because we can go along beautifully. And then when something feels really good, I can give him a little bump bump. That's my clicker sound. <laughs> and then he turns and gets a treat. 
And uh, when I first started doing it, he was looking for the treat all the time. And now he knows he has to wait until something feels just right. So I've kind of made the period of time longer and longer before he gets a cookie. So that way he's not like turning into a cookie monster or a rubber neck where his head keeps turning back and forth. I know that was one of my biggest concerns when I started it. And it seems to be really working beautifully. And he loves to get the extra love, the extra attention, and just extra little nibble. And then when he's chewing and swallowing, that helps bring him back to that relaxed state, which is what we all want when we're working with our horses. So there you go. There are some of the little details of the things that I do to help prepare for success. And I'd love to hear from you. What are the things that you like to do? So feel free to email me on my website, inspiredriding.com. And you can also find my journal on there. And I look forward to the next podcast. And feel free to message me if you have ideas for what you'd like me to talk about next. And remember to lead with kindness for yourself and for your horse. Thank you so much for listening. And may the horse be with you always. Always.